the office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. All right, welcome back here. Fantasy Football Consistency Show. And we just came back from a huge weekend in Canton, Ohio. The Kings Classic going on. Uh, our, our our good friend, Ron Rigby, is here. Uh, Colby Conway, gentlemen. Uh, good to have you, Ron. Sorry about the weather problems down in Florida for the second year in a row. Uh, dude, you're starting to be some bad luck when it comes to getting up here to Canton, Ohio. Um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it saved you from just a drunken super. Who knows? But gentlemen, it's good to have you. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Uh, I, I'm already putting in plans in motion to be there next year. I, I'm, I'm gonna probably. I think I'm just gonna start walking right now, and then that way I will eventually be there, no matter what we have to deal with. So yeah, I was there with you guys in spirit. Looked like a great weekend, Bob. Looks like you put on a hell of an event. So hats off to you. Great weekend. Got to draft in the Lynn Dawson division online. And, and you know, it's it's not like the Lynn Dawson division is anything to sneeze at. We got some heavy hitters in there, too. So, oh, yeah. So I got my work cut out for me. But it was it was a good time drafting with those guys. The chat room was fun. So got, got to got to be there with you guys a little bit. Colby, uh, you were there as well. You got to enjoy the weekend. Uh, really never got to see the misses. Oh, that's right. She didn't make it up. I forgot. Um, but uh, we had a good time. Um, it was a blast. I'm still recovering. If you can tell by my voice, I'm still barely um, holding it together, but all's good. And uh, but all three of us got to draft. So the good news is we all get to talk about our teams. Uh, as anybody who doesn't know anything about this, so the Kings Classic is basically uh, the best 42 uh, fantasy football experts in the world. Used to be in the country. Now it's the world. Dawson Division has seven international, but a couple of them actually had to move to the Blanda Division. Um, Mike Taglier and uh, Marcus Grant. So you did get some big hitters in your division. Some guy named Manns too. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Oh yeah, Jeff Manns. He's kind yeah. of yeah, he's 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 kind of a big deal. So Jeff Manns is in that. Yeah. So that's actually. I mean, we got some pretty powerful groups between the three of us. Um, but uh, we all drafted this weekend. We do a snake draft and an auction draft, so that uh, you know some of you are better than others at this stuff. All good, but. Uh, Let's talk about the snake drafts. Um, I was pick 13 um, out of 14. Um, I literally drew the last card, the or the, the card that got the last pick. Uh, but luckily, Bob Harris took the turn at 14. Uh, this is a 14-team PPR, one quarterback, uh, pretty much standard scoring. Uh, there's no fancy super flex or tight end premium. Um, I was pick 13. Uh, Kobe and Ron, what pick were you guys in your draft? I was 12. 12. I was right, four, you sat beside me. Right next I to was you. 14. So we were all kind of at the, at the so tail we end of all the, first of the round turn. So this makes it very interesting. So anybody who drafts in the early rounds, just turn off the team. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's kind of kick it off. So, Ron, let's go to you. You were at 13, you said, with me? 14. 14. Oh, so you, you were 13. Okay, so 12, 13, 14. So you're on the 14th spot. I mean, we all know that, you know, people are, uh, I actually had a conversation tonight with some people I met. Um, They're talking about 14 versus 12. And the guy says, well, there's really not that much of a difference, right? It's only two extra guys per round. I said, yeah, but multiply that 12 times 16 or two times 16. I said, now you've got 32 extra players. I said, it really does make a difference. And, and Ron, so Talk about, you know, let's talk about like the first three rounds or three, four rounds. Let's go four rounds because we're 
making the turn one, two, three, four. Um, who did you get? Uh, talk about your strategy in those first four picks. So it's it's one of those things where there's so many people that I've never drafted with. You know, I just wanted to try it because I knew I was getting those back-to-back picks. I knew it was going to come back to me for a while, obviously. So I wanted to kind of get that foundation. I wanted to get a running back, and I wanted to get a receiver. I thought about going two receivers because as it got to me to the end of that round, there's a couple guys that went in that first round that I was a little surprised at at the end. We had Darren Waller go in the first round. We had Antonio Gibson go number 10. We had Joe Mixon uh, go number 13. So a couple of those were a little surprising, and it left some really solid receivers on the board. So I thought about double-tapping that receiving that receiving group. But I ended up going at 14 with Devontae Adams, and then I followed that up with Najee Harris at 15. And I, I, I think Adams at 14, I, I fully expected him to be gone. I know he slipped a little bit prior to Aaron Rodgers kind of deciding what he's going to do with Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. I, th- I thought we'd see him kind of creep up a little bit. But based on the season he had last year, based on the consistency that he had last year, happy to get him at 14. So I think it's a great building block there. And Najee Harris, I was a little apprehensive about going with it with a rookie running back, but I like the situation in Pittsburgh. I don't necessarily like the guys behind him. I like the fact that, you know, we've seen a little bit of Najee Harris. So I'm in Hall of Fame game, and I know that's him going against some, some second-team players. But I liked what I saw there. I like his ability to catch the ball in the backfield, and I don't think a team like Pittsburgh is going to spend first-round draft capital on a guy and not feed him the rock. So I think that that's going to be a position where he's going to have a lot of production. I know they've got weapons in the passing game, but in that division against the teams that they're going to play against this season, they're going to have to be able to run the football. So I think he's going to get touches early and get touches often. So that's actually the first share of Najee Harris I've gotten in any draft. So I feel pretty good about the start there. So fast forward to round three and four as I scroll down here. Ended up in in round three getting Adam Thielen to pair with Devontae Adams, and then I went Cooper Cup. So I did the double tap on the receivers there. I figured a PPR scenario. Those two guys are going to have a ton of targets. I, I like the fact that, that Kirk Cousins, if, you, if you're looking at our consistency stuff, Kirk Cousins had a way better season than you might think, and that translates fully to Adam Thielen. I don't know if we'll see any regression out of Justin Jefferson because he was kind of a free show in his rookie year, but I do like Adam Thielen being that number two in Minnesota. I like that offense. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball just as well. As, as, as they would in Green Bay, like with Devontae Adams. And then lastly there, Cooper Cup. I think Matthew Stafford is definitely an upgrade from Jared Goff. I think that, he, you know, he's got Robert Woods there. I, I think that they don't really have – there's a couple of guys I like as kind of sneaky plays. A little bonus play here for you, Van Jefferson, in, a, in, in super, super deep drafts there for the Rams. Take a look at him. Our guy Jason Braddock and Dr. Roto talked about him a little bit in a piece that he did, and I'm right on board with him there. But Cooper Cup's going to be, I think, PPR gold. And we've seen that in the past as long as he stays healthy. That's the only concern mm-hmm. I had. But I, I, I looked at the guys behind him, and yet again, I felt like I could get myself a solid RB2 later on, but I felt like those receivers were going to dry up. So at that turn, I was pretty happy getting Thielen and following him up with Cooper Cup. I'm going to have a ton of receptions out of my top three receivers. So interestingly enough, Bob Harris, who had the 14th pick as well, went Tyreek Hill and Najee Harris. So he was right there with you. Um, then you went George Kittle and Josh Jacobs. So, um, interesting, uh, turn for him, uh, definitely different than where you went, but, you know, again, you know, 14, 14 teams, you got to go with who you want. So, uh, we'll take the next step back. I went 13th and then we'll go Colby at 12. So, um, you know, I feel like I've, I'm always at the end of every one of these drafts. And so every, I can't tell you how many leagues now I have 
Aaron Jones and David Montgomery as my one-two picks at running back. Uh, and I did it once again. Now, of course, I said I was only picking David Montgomery so that Brad Evans didn't get him at the uh, two-three turn. Um, so he kind of laughed and um, we went forward with that, but that's fine. Um, you know, it was one of those I was torn because CEH was there as well. And I, I really like him a lot, uh, but I went with Montgomery, you know, um, you know, a lot of people were, it's funny. I, I, every time I listen to Sirius XM and tonight I heard, I think it was uh, Bob Harrison, M, Harrison Fabiano, and they were, you know, they're kind of down on Montgomery. They don't think he's going to reach, you know, be what he was in the second half. And I still believe he will be, um, you know, I think CEH will be good as well. And I certainly wouldn't have had a problem if I had to pick him there. Um, you know, then I came back and then uh, what now will be probably, I guess, my favorite wide receiver um, of the year because I got him in both the uh, auction and the snake draft. And who would that be, Colby? That's Mr. Kenny Galladay. Mr. Kenny Galladay. So third round um, came back and he was, the only, you know, the best wide receiver available at that point. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett was there, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, but Kenny Galladay is the, the pure number one there. Uh, I feel like he's going to be like an Allen Robinson where they're just going to target the hell out of him. Uh, and I think he's going to put up definitely wide receiver one numbers. I took him. Uh, the, the guy I took in the fourth round now is starting to, uh, I keep hearing all of this information coming out of Miami uh, that they are, you know, Brian Flores is going to have this three-headed monster in Miami with Miles Gaskins, Malcolm Brown, and, and Salvin Ahmed. Um, I don't see it happening. I, I really believe this is Brian Flores motivating Gaskin. Um, Malcolm Brown has never been more than a backup. Ahmed's never been more than a backup. And when Gaskin got the ball last year, he was 80% consistent in the 10 games that he played. Um, you know, can he stay healthy all year? That might be my biggest concern. I just can't believe that they're going to, you know, share evenly carries between these three. If they do, well, um, I'm going to be in trouble because I didn't take another running back <laughs> until I got down to Marlon Mack. So I could be in trouble, might have to make a trade at some point. Uh, but we only started two running backs, so I guess I'm okay. Um, I got a lot of good receivers as well. Um, so that was my three, four. So, uh, um, you know, uh, Kobe, let's go to you. You had the 12th pick. Um, you did also go uh, three running backs in the first four picks. Why don't you tell us about your, your starting group here in the first four? Yeah, the plan was to get Austin Eckler. That was who I really wanted. And Dom took him right before me. I was hoping he would go to, to ball to me at 12. But ultimately – a realistic dream for me would have been to start with Eckler and Clyde Edwards Alaire. So I got half of that, uh, right. those two legs there. So Taylor Edwards Alaire starting off. I, my plan was to take one wide receiver early and then I was going to hammer wide receiver in the middle rounds and hope that a couple of these wide receiver threes and fours play like wide receiver twos. Is it risky when you can start up to six wide receivers? Sure. But I have a good enough running back, so I'm okay with it. So my first four, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, DJ Moore, Mike Davis. And I actually came back with another running back then in the fifth, too. So I went four running backs, my first five picks. And right. first couple of course, what I'm really hoping for for Mike Davis is I know he's not a great runner, but he's a good pass catching back. And Atlanta's going to be trailing, so that should be good for him. And Damian Harris, please make the switch to Mac Jones so Cam Newton does not take all of his red zone work. And I'll be just, <laughs> I'll be just fine. So overall, I was happy with the first four rounds. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I was stuck between DJ Moore and Kenny Galladay at that pick. And I was a little bit of me was hoping Galladay would come back around. But if only I had the foresight to know what would happen about three and a half hours later, I would have known that 
he would never make it. <laughs> good point. Good point. All right. So let's uh, let's take a look real quick at the Blandon division, which we none of us were in, um, you know, so. They had a typical like first five picks, but interestingly enough, Brian Drake took Aaron Jones at number six overall. Um, then went Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Barkley, Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Eckler would have fallen to you as in the, in the 12 spot. Um, obviously he didn't, but um, then Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey goes, falls all the way to 13th in their league. And I think he went seventh, sixth, so, uh, eighth, he went eighth to Andy Barron. So, and, you know, that's pretty much what we see in most of these drafts so far. Um, you know, anything in the first two, three, four rounds that really caught you guys off guard? I think, you know, when I look at the Brown division with our group, Colby, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's anything in there that I was like, oh, that's, you know, dumbfounding to me i guess maybe chase edmonds in round four uh, now we all love pat doherty and I, I think he's the most fun to watch draft because you'd really never know where this guy's gonna go he's just you know all over the place i mean he took keenan allen in the second round ahead of cd lamb and chris godwin and allen robinson and, and we all love keenan allen but holy cow but he took chase edmonds in the fourth round I don't know if I can draft Chase Edmonds at any point because I just don't know if he can hold that job for a long time, but he doesn't have much competition in James Conner. Um, you know, between Blake Sna uh, Snake, or oh, Jesus, Blanda Brown and the Dawson division, which I don't have up, uh, you know, Ron, anything in your draft that kind of jumped out at you? Like, oof, there was a pick I wasn't expecting. The, the only thing really you mentioned, Kelsey, the only thing I can think of off, off the top of my head here is, uh, you know, you said Kelsey went a little bit later in the one draft and then he went a little bit earlier. I think he ended up.